Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So Boko Haram recently released a video of some of the more than 200 Chibok girls who were abducted back in 2014, many of whom were apparently forced to marry their captors. Uh, in a video, though, that was just released, a masked man with a gun tells the Nigerian government that the girls will be released if the government frees imprisoned Boko Haram fighters. So we have an offer. We have a sign perhaps some might see as weakness in Boko Haram, who have been notorious for their brutality in the past. Now, Namdi Obasi is a senior analyst uh, for Nigeria, International Crisis Group, originally based in the country, currently travelling abroad. Let's catch up with him on the line from Canada. Good morning to you from Seoul. Hi, good morning. Thanks very much for taking the time. So, what was... This release of a video all about, do you think, from Boko Haram's point of view? Well, first of all, um, it was not, I mean, there was nothing suggesting they were going to release a video. They had done so earlier on in um, April, almost um, a similar video, except that this, you know, the, the more recent video had more elements of what you might call psychological uh, manipulation, psychological pressure. But otherwise, uh, you might think of this video as significant in the sense that it's trying to put some pressure on the government and, you know, give the impression that it is the government that is delaying the release of the girls um, while it has already laid out its own terms for releasing them. But more importantly also, against the background of the recent division um, within uh, Boko Haram itself, um, this is probably an attempt by one faction of the of the group to show that it is in charge. It's it's more like a show of strength, a signal of strength. But is it not the opposite that uh, Boko Haram is willing to negotiate? Um, no, uh, uh, the the government had always indicated. I mean, uh, especially under the president uh, Buhari administration, they had you know reached out to Boko Haram and were ready to, uh, I mean, were uh, uh, trying to, to secure the, the release of the girls. Um, as at uh, August or September last year, Boko Haram had said, well, they were ready to release some of the girls, but, you know, the same conditions. They wanted their, their key commanders, their key operatives uh, in government detention to be released before they could uh, release the girls. Was this the goal all along when they kidnapped these girls back in 2014 to use them as leverage, or... or can we say that some of them were intended brides, for example? No, it's not clear what the intention was, you know, from the onset. Um, of course, Boko Haram had uh, repeatedly uh, stated that it was opposed to Western education, and it was particularly opposed to girls' education. And it had attacked some schools previously. It had given warnings that girls should go home and not be in school. And so at the time they, they um, abducted these girls, at the time they kidnapped these girls, the impression was that, well, it was to underscore their statement against education and underscore their opposition to girls' education. I, I think they then realized that they had a good prize on their hands 
especially when the Bring Back Our Girls campaign started and went, you know, all over the world, they thought, well, this was something they could negotiate with. So they, they've used them both as a human shield against military attacks, but also as a bargaining chip in their negotiations with the government to release their own leaders. Mm. Interesting. What about the strength of the group overall? Coming back to that question, even if it's release of the video does not in itself indicate a weakness we do hear reports of Boko Haram being on the decline what's your view of that well they, they I mean over the last one year they have lost a, a great deal of territory that they had seized from the government between 2013 2014 up to early 2015 so from the point of view of you know the territory they are holding they have lost a great deal. They're just, you know, hemmed in in a small area at this point. Um, secondly, in terms of their capacity to mount operations, in the past they could mount, you know, large uh, uh, operations with large formations, um, almost like a conventional army. But they have lost that capacity uh, in the last uh, several months. They've not been able to launch any major operations. They do carry out ambushes. Um, they do attack the military still. They attacked a humanitarian convoy uh, two weeks ago and so on. But, you know, those are uh, rather very weak attempts. And the military has also been very much invigorated in the last one year, and coordination with neighboring countries has improved. And for all of this, Boko Haram is on, a, on its back foot. But I would quickly add that there is nothing to suggest at all that the group is defeated or about defeated. Um, they have shown a capacity to bounce back in the past and, um, well, they might still try to do so in the future. Yeah, I mean, so premature then from Nigerian President Mohamedou Buhari in making those sorts of suggestions. I'd like to ask, though, how they would do it. Their uh, reliance on abductions has been particularly shocking, not just in the case of these schoolgirls, which has been awful, but... Uh, Tens of thousands of boys, we understand, also being plucked by this group as fighters. Yes, they've, um, well, just to, to respond to the last bit you, you mentioned, they, they, they did, over time, abduct thousands of girls and boys. It's not just the Chibo girls. I mean, virtually every, every community they overran, they seized all the young people, and um, most of the boys, they conscripted into their ranks as um, fighters. Most of the girls, they turned them to um, either, you know, cooks or sex slaves, which they call wives. And um, others, you know, as spies on, you know, neighboring communities and so on. In some cases, they, you know, actually had them, you know, uh, participating in very brutal atrocities. I mean, they would hold down somebody. If they captured a soldier, for instance, they would hold down the soldier and then give a knife to the child to, you know, behead the soldier and those kinds of things. So thousands of children, boys and girls, have been really, really traumatized by the experience of, you know, being in that part of the country where Boko Haram was operating. Yeah, I mean, this group clearly poses still a a local threat that cannot be ignored. On the international stage, how should we consider Boko Haram alongside other groups like IS, Al-Qaeda, and some of the other household names that have gathered attention for all the wrong reasons? Yeah, correctly. Uh, it's certainly not a group that can be ignored. Um, whatever the gains the Nigerian government has made and neighboring countries, but it still cannot be ignored. I initially, the the analysis was that 
you know, it was a local group that was fighting a local insurgency, and therefore the international community was not terribly, you know, concerned. But as time has gone on, it's become, first of all, a regional threat. It's not just Nigeria, but the entire region. Um, it, it, it could create serious security problems for the region, and it, it could also generate, as it's, it's done already, a huge humanitarian problem, you know, which is a, 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 a burden on the international community. But, you know, beyond that, it has also, over time, evolved in terms of its goals and strategy. It has more publicly stated that it is aligned with ISIS. In fact, last year, they made a pledge of, you know, um, um, support and, and acceptance of leadership from ISIS. And, and subsequently, even the last video that uh, the Shekau, you know, issued, he said he's not fighting against Nigeria, he's fighting against the world. And, and so at this point, there is need for a greater international support to the Nigerian government and to the regional uh, military task force that is fighting Boko Haram. There's a need for greater international support to them, but also greater um, intelligence sharing, um, greater um, assistance in reforming militaries, especially on the Nigerian side, and um, also greater attention to the humanitarian a crisis so that it does not um, uh, feed back into the conflict and, and, and create a cycle of violence in the region. Yeah, I mean, going forward, presuming that uh, this group can be rooted out of their forest dwellings and, and out of hiding and, and possibly be defeated in the future, uh, as challenging as that might seem at the moment, how does the country and its various communities and cultures pick itself up when you've got Christian girls, for example, who've been forced into sex slavery, forced into marriage. But in some cases, I mean, there was a CNN interview in the last couple of days of a girl who's missing her husband, who's in captivity. I mean, he's been detained right now by authorities. Uh, he himself apparently was abducted as a boy. But, but nonetheless, you've got this kind of bizarre situation where some of the girls, by all accounts, while they desperately wanted to escape their captors, they actually formed bonds with the husbands they were given. How does uh, that unravel itself? Well, first of all, like you said, there is a, a whole lot of work to be done going forward. There are issues about transitional justice, about what to do about people who have committed the scale of atrocities that you know, have been committed. And at the same time, there are also concerns about you know, whether the emphasis should be on communal healing and reconciliation you know, rather than uh, justice and, and punishment. Now, that, that is a, 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 a big issue that still has to be, you know, um, addressed. But Indeed. We've got to leave it there. Namdi Obasi from International Crisis Group from Nigeria, but now in Canada on the phone with us. Thank you. We're out of time. Our email, efmthismorning at gmail.com.